You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. My friend and guest need absolutely no introduction. I'm chatting to Yusuf Abramji, who is South Africa's most well-known um, anti-crime ambassador for Interpol, the founder of Lead SA, Crimeline SA, and also the recipient of an order of South Africa. Let's get right down to it. Yusuf, good morning, good, or rather good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Chair. Thank you for the invitation and lovely chatting to you again. Thank you. Yusuf, um, sure. I, don't, I think we need to start at, at the most recent development with regards to the ban in cigarettes. What happened on Friday and what's the thinking behind this bizarre decision that cigarettes remain banned and we're now the only country in the world that has banned cigarettes during this COVID crisis? Well, let it be placed on record that uh, we're all supporting the lockdown and the attempts to save lives, uh, and I think government moved very swiftly from the very beginning to try to limit the spread of the COVID virus, uh, although it's fast spreading. Having said that, Chad, um, the ban on cigarettes uh, has angered many South Africans. We know there are about 11 million smokers in South Africa. They haven't been able to get their uh, cigarettes now for the past 95 days. We know that uh, in between the lockdown, the president made an announcement that when South Africa moves to level four, cigarettes will be sold. And within days, the Minister of Corporate Governance, Lamini Zuma, overturned the decision, apparently as a result of a collective decision, they call it. And no one can still understand the, the thinking behind it because South Africa, as you rightly mentioned, is now the only country in the world where cigarettes are banned. We know Botswana had a similar ban that was lifted last week. We know India had a partial ban some weeks ago that was lifted. And South Africa is using the argument that uh, there's a correlation between COVID-19 and smoking, which many scientists and doctors the world over have rejected. Uh, And uh, they're basing their arguments on one or two studies. uh, And that is why government is continuing the ban. Now, you asked about the court case on Friday. Yes, so uh, FITA brought the application before the full bench of the high court. And two weeks later, the judges gave a decision that dismissed the application with cost, saying that cigarettes uh, cannot be regarded as essential items and government did whatever they had to do to save lives. Now, that is now the subject, a lot of debate, a lot of uh, uh, discussion, and even amongst legal circles, uh, people are saying, but what, what are these judges smoking with the greatest respect? Um, because um, on appeal, a court might come to another decision, and we also know that British American Tobacco, JTI, the South African uh, uh, Informal Traders Association, the, uh, the TTA Tobacco Association and others have brought an application before the Cape Division of the High Court, and that will now only be heard in August, again, angering the applicants, uh, Chad. So, Yusuf, I'm not a smoker, and I, I, I understand that smokers are going through a lot. My concern is that cigarettes, tobacco has never been banned. It's not something that is illegal in terms of our constitution. And my greatest concern is the financial implication to the fiscus. What would you estimate the fiscus has lost as a direct result of this ban? Well, first of all, let me also place on record, I'm uh, I'm not a smoker and I have no intention of smoking. Um, We're only raising the issue which we have done right from the beginning of the launch of Tax Justice South Africa, and you were even part of our launch, where we said we're focusing on the illicit trade. So whether it's the illicit trade in cigarettes, whether it's the illicit trade in alcohol, in textiles, in fuel, whatever the case may may be. And I did not tell you as an expert uh, and someone who was doing great work yourself 
that the crime and organized crime syndicates are running riot in South Africa. These people are acting with uh, with no regard for the law, and we've seen since day one of the lockdown and the, since day one of the ban on cigarettes how these criminals have been running amok. They are pocketing millions and millions of rands. Uh, day 95 of the lockdown today, Chad, our estimates that government has lost in excise duties alone 3.3 billion rand. A further delay of a month is going to add another 1.3 billion rand, uh, and every cent should have gone to the government and to the people of South Africa at a time when government needs the money, at a time when they're going uh, to foreign countries and foreign organizations asking for loans, at a time when people are jobless, uh, and also now with a ban on cigarettes where more jobs are being put at risk. Um, so government is losing billions of rands. We know the Minister of Finance, Tito Imbaweni, is on record as saying that he was opposed to the ban for the simple reason uh, that um, SARS is not making his, uh, making his deadlines. We know that government needs the money. Uh, and at the end of the day, um, these criminals are making all the money, selling cigarettes on the black market uh, that usually sell for 25, 30 rand, for 100, 200, 300 rand a pack of 20 cigarettes. Uh, we know that... Um, the, um, some of the shopkeepers are selling them. A lot of smuggling is taking place from neighboring countries. A lot of brands that we've never heard of have now infiltrated the black market. Um, and at the end of the day, who's smiling, thanks to the government, is the criminal. So one has to ask, uh, what is the motive of the government? Are they not defeating the purpose of the lockdown? Are they not uh, giving these criminals free reign? And that has raised a lot of questions and a lot of debate, uh, Chad. Yusuf, I chatted to Henriette Gouden-Hayes, who is an investigative reporter from the Cape, and she said when the cigarettes and alcohol ban was started, and now we just have the cigarettes, not the alcohol anymore, being banned, she said right from the outset, the gang leaders on the Cape Flats knew that they were going to have difficulty in importing certain types of drugs, and they knew that alcohol and cigarettes were going to be a new revenue stream for them, and they started carving up different turf. What concerns me is that Normal South Africans are now being criminalized as a result of having to do dangerous backstreet deals to get their cigarettes. What do you think the impact is going to be on the average man on the street as a result of this criminalization? You are absolutely right, and you raise such a valid point of the gangs on the Cape Flats. That has been our understanding as well, is that these gangs have now moved uh, into dealing in cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, and even when the alcohol ban was in place, we found that a lot of seizures were made with the, by, by the police. These criminals are continuing to run amok. They are cashing in. Uh, and not only on the Cape Flats, but uh, if you take the research done by the UCT and also by the HSRC, it shows that the majority of smokers are still able to get their cigarettes, be it uh, at a very, very heavy price. Uh, and that, again, says a lot about the ban. We know bans do not work. Now, you know, you might ask yourself the question, why was alcohol unbanned? And now everyone is crying foul that alcohol is leading to criminality, it's leading to lawlessness, it's leading to more people going to hospitals, it's leading, leading to road collisions. Um, the same cannot be said of cigarettes. Uh, yes, people are addicted to cigarettes. Yes, people know that cigarettes have their health hazards, they are dangerous. But there's absolutely little evidence of a correlation between COVID-19 and cigarettes. In fact, um, uh, uh, the uh, members of the mayor of, of the ministerial advisory committee, like Professor Mahdi from Wits University, is on record as saying that, you know what, this ban doesn't really make sense. Uh, and we know international studies have um, come up with evidence that there's no correlation. In fact, that's one of an affidavit that a doctor based in the United Kingdom has given in his application 
uh, in support of the BAT and the other applicants in the Cape Division of the High Court, which government now say they need more time. So here we are now where the criminals are making all the money, and the minister, Dlamini Zuma, when she made the announcement, Chad, you might remember, was saying in the good old days people were sharing us all. Uh, but the unfortunate part is because of the ban on cigarettes and because of the shortage and because of the high prices, people are now sharing more and more cigarettes in especially townships. And that is a, 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 a serious health issue because imagine somebody sharing a cigarette with somebody who's got COVID or is infected. You are now going to take this disease to thousands of people. And I wouldn't be surprised if a number of people are getting infected in this way. No wonder the figures are so high. So I think government, um, in its strange wisdom, have taken the wrong decision. Um, and, and really, I think uh, uh, at this late stage, even uh, with them winning the court case and possibly even in appeal, I think government must simply wake up to the fact that they are playing right in the hands of the criminal. They can't even tell us out of the 2,300 people plus that have died as a result of COVID-19 in South Africa, how many of them were smokers. We know that many of them are diabetic, and diabetes is a serious underlying issue that contributes to fatalities for COVID-19. Why was sugar never banned? If we look at the laws, suddenly the taxes have become a law unto themselves. They can now carry 100%. The police are not acting today. And we don't know how many arrests have been made, how many taxes have been confiscated. We know, for example, you cannot meet your family members in their homes, but you can meet them in casinos and in the restaurants. So a lot of these laws do not make sense. And I think you're right. The constitutionality of this needs to be tested. And that is what BAT in its application is doing, is testing the constitutionality of the law. Uh, although FITA asked that it be declared an essential item, they didn't test the constitutionality of the law, uh, Chad. Yusuf, I, I, I appreciate and understand that my biggest and greatest concern is the massive loss to the fiscus through syntax, through import tax, etc. But my last question to you is something you just brought up, and it's something that we need to, to get your expert criminal opinion on. With the Taxi Association declaring that they will ignore regulations during this disaster period, they have basically thrown down the gauntlet at the feet of President Ramaphosa. If he does not take action, people will not take him seriously as our president. What do you think needs to be done to address this very serious situation that is that is right now brewing in front of our very eyes? We cannot have people who are a law unto themselves. We are law-abiding citizens. The laws are very clear. Taxis, for example, cannot carry more than – they can only have a capacity of 70%. There can be no cross-provincial or cross-border movement. Um, so I think the law must come down hard. I don't think that people should be – government should be held at ransom. These people are now threatening government, uh, and they're already breaking the law. Uh, I call on law enforcement officials and the government to act with the decisiveness. Let's not have a law for one group of people. People that uh, have one packet of cigarettes are often harassed uh, at roadblocks and made uh, criminals, and yet the taxi drivers are allowed to be a law unto themselves. That makes absolutely no sense. And I think the Minister of Transport mustn't give in to these people, and I hope that the law will take its course. Um, and I hope that government doesn't give in. We, we need to protect lives. And I think the mere fact that government has one law for one group of people and another for a, set, a different uh, group of people is very, very worrying. It, um, it, it really is a threat to our democracy. It's a threat to the safety of our country. And I think government must take decisive and immediate action. Quite unbelievable. One tax contributor um, is banned, that being cigarettes, 
and one organization and sector that contributes virtually nothing to the national fiscus is holding government to ransom. Yusuf Abramji from Tax Justice South Africa, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much, Chad, for the opportunity. Keep up the good work. And really, uh, I think your contribution to the fight against crime in South Africa, we all salute. And we say to you um, and to your, your company, continue the good work, continue to create awareness. Uh, let's join hands and fight this crime scourge. And let's stand up for justice and speak against inequality and injustice in South Africa. Thank you, Chad. Yusuf, thank you for that.